When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And alongside me, as always, is the full CHGO White Sox crew. We got Vinny Duber, the far left. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. The man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Vinny's got two brand new articles up on all CHGO. One we're going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, Rick Hahn had some comments about the 2023 roster. We'll delve into that audio and video later on. Uh, you can also look at replacements for Josh Harrison. We talked about that on yesterday's episode, but he gave you 10 names to look out for. At least More than 10. 10. Like a bonus. It was like It's like 10 plus. <laughs> it's like 10 organizations and then like 15 names in the actual article. See, you get more bang for your buck. And, and I'm pretty sure it's unlocked too, right? It is unlocked. You go ahead. If you, whether you're a member, whether you're not a member, you can go check it out for free over there on uh, allchgo.com. Some edits might need to be made after uh, some late yeah. uh, late breaking news this evening from uh, involving Colton Wong. But uh, uh, there's more late breaking news. That means we're not really going to talk that much about Colton Wong. So there you go. What was the Colton Wong news? Well, the Brewers had a team option on Colton Wong, they and they up? picked it up. Okay, so right, Colton good. Wong will not be a free agent. Mm. Uh, I did miss that. Oh, so all right, there so, you go. So no Colton Wong. Goodbye, Colton Wong. It's been nice for a couple of days. Uh, it was nice to think I mean, about you. He could switch over from the free agent list to, to the, the trade the list. Trade sure, list. that's very true. That's yeah. true. All right, so maybe we'll add him to that. Maybe we'll give up uh, Gavin Sheets because everyone Ugh. wants to give up Gavin Sheets. Uh, but the breaking oh, news. You know, they kind of need Gavin Sheets all of a sudden, don't they? That's true uh, because as Buster only reports uh, from ESPN, uh, A.J. Pollock is declining his player option for the 2023 season. He receives a $5 million buyout million dollar buyout instead and now becomes a free agent i wasn't too shocked but these two were herb why don't you start us off what were your thoughts when you saw that uh, buster only tweet pop up happy as hell it was awesome i expected aj pollock to say okay 13 million dollars is good maybe if i didn't like the white Sox, fine but 13 million dollars in the pocket will be great to play next year and if they want to trade me they don't want me anymore cool i still get my 13 million dollars now he has five million in pocket he has to go and search out $8 million from another team. That's going to be really def- difficult to handle because, yes, he did have a good year versus left-handers, but no one's looking to pay a guy $8 million just to platoon in the outfield, and his outfield defense wasn't that spectacular. So it's going to be really tough for him to go out in the market and find that deal, but I guarantee Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams are up there high five. It's like $5 million to get rid of A.J. Pollock? Bet. Let's do that. I've got eight numbers for you. Okay. One. Three, zero, 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 zero. <laughs> I would expect that A.J. Pollock would have liked to have all of those zeros uh, after the one and the three, but uh, it turned out not to be the case. So uh, $8 million less than he seemed to have yesterday, Herb, is what we were saying before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the surprising element of this because say whatever you want about a baseball perspective, from a business perspective, from a money perspective, that's a lot of money. And uh, to turn down guaranteed money, uh, always strikes as odd. Uh, you know, we we uh, we always joke about um, how Larry Garcia has as much money as he does. But if the White Sox were willing to offer it, of course you take it, right? The Dodgers, and then the White Sox via the Dodgers, uh, 
had offered A.J. Pollock $13 million for next year, and he turned down eight of it. So um, that is odd to me. But from a White Sox perspective, what have we been talking about all this time about how that roster seemed stuck in position, Mm -hmm. not much room to make change Guess what? It just got easier to make a little change because we assumed that A.J. Pollock was going to make himself part of that outfield situation. That is no longer the case on the south side. Yeah, that belt uh, loop got notched just a little bit less. That just a little bit more breathing room there. Uh, should we immediately talk about what it means for Adam Ingle's future? Um, I'm kidding. Uh, A.J. Pollock's going to be... I was ready to give you a serious answer, but (laughs) I guess there you go. A.J. Pollock's going to be 35 in December. Uh, Hey, maybe Adam Engel comes back, but I think there's bigger fish out there in the sea. One of them is already in the organization. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit about Rick Hahn's comments, but he did talk about internal growth. I think immediately, if we're going to look at players that could be on the roster next year, my mind immediately goes to Oscar Colas. I don't think there is a reason why he should not be on the roster. And I think I have more thoughts about A.J. Pollock declining the option, but I immediately want to get to who might fill A.J. Pollock's role here on this roster. So I think Oscar Colas is definitely a name we have to throw out there immediately. Um, but is the big fish you know, a possibility? I know A.J. Pollock only frees up $8 million, but you already got baseball toss saying sign judge. I mean, can we, can we get out of hand here? Or you know, is it Brandon Nimmo only that I'm able to get excited about or possibly excited no, you about? No, you can't as a White Sox fan put your mind to a person of judge's ilk because that hasn't happened. Just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it won't, but that is a like a 1% to 2% possibility of that happening. As far as your Oscar Colas thing, I would love for him to win the job outright, but also, as we said before, I would want him to get more minor league at-bats, see some struggles, see some different pitches, exactly what you need to do in the minor leagues, and then if he's killing the minor leagues, come on up. It's all good. But for... Next year, I cannot have Oscar Colas break camp with the team and say, you know what, let's just go with this young player and see how he sinks or swims in right field in his first major league season while we're trying to compete for a championship. I got to have some more surety there where now you have Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, and maybe Gavin Sheets as your projected outfield right now. That's probably not great. I would like to have Aloy Jimenez out of that left field mix and go and get another person that is a major league left fielder. People are already saying Tyler Naquin and other people. And one person always talking about uh, Jesse Winker, my guy who I want to trade for. He had an offseason, and I think his only one offseason that he's ever had was his one year in Seattle. I would love to acquire him now. He's a little rough in left field. I think he's in that uh, Gavin Sheets, uh, Andrew Vaughn area where he cannot really field at left field. But His bat plays. His bat played in Cincinnati, and I think that would be a very nice addition to the White Sox if they can get somebody of that ilk. But Oscar Colas, if he murders in spring training, bring him up. But also, that is a last resort option for me if I'm thinking going into next season with Oscar Colas as my starting right fielder. I'd be very surprised to see Colas on the opening day roster just because the way that the White Sox have operated, I guess you can say since the rebuild started, when it comes to these prospects uh, is always, at least this is what Rick Hahn has always said, what the when the prospect comes up has nothing to do with what's going on at the big league level. And, and I think to for them to say, well, we could use an outfielder and we got a guy down in AAA, let's go ahead and use him. That's not really how they've worked. And, and I think that there would be no reason for them to shift gears right now into an unknown. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It would be one thing if uh, if this was just a slam dunk. But you guys saw when when Aloy Jimenez first came up, when when Luis Robert first came up, there were there were struggles to be had, and those guys were those slam dunk can't miss guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Oscar Colas is in that realm right mm-hmm. now. Um, that being said, do, would I be surprised to see him as the everyday right fielder? At some point in 2023, no. That is definitely something that could happen. But you need to plan and go into your season in which you're planning on competing for a World Series championship with a lot more certainty than a guy who's never played at the Major League And I see HL says aim higher, Herb. I would love to, but I have to work in reality here. I know the team I root for. I know the team that we're covering here. And I know their limitations. To break the bank for a guy like Aaron Judge, man, there'll be nothing better. But I don't know if we're going in that water. We don't swim in those waters. Michael Conforto, awesome. Nimmo, bring him. But 
Aaron Judge wouldn't be the guy I think the White Sox are even in the conversations for. Well, I think uh, HL was just maybe more saying about Winker. I think he was just more trashing Jesse Winker in check, his career. Check I think Jesse that was Winker's numbers. Check Jesse um, Winker's numbers, seriously. Well, The one year in Seattle was horrid. It was bad. But the Cincinnati years were undeniable. Yeah, and the one thing I bring up Colas is just because, again, he's 24 years old. It's not like he's a prospect. It's not like, you know, he's, he's 22, 21. Like, he's had actual professional experience as Japan, well. So yeah. I, I think he's just a little bit further on than a normal prospect. But, but there's difference between readiness and reliability. You know what I mean? I, I don't think you can say, yeah. oh, just because this guy is ready for the Major League Challenge – means that he's a better option than a bunch of these guys who have played Major League Baseball before. But did Gavin Sheets prove himself to be reliable last year? I mean, like, kind of when he got after he I'm got sucked down to AAA. It. I'm not trying to compare him to Gavin Sheets. Well, I'm trying to compare him to the entirety of free agent and trade discussions right that, that's now. That's fair. But, yeah. I mean, if we look at the roster right now, Luis Robert, Gavin Sheets are the two outfielders, if you want to throw Andrew Vaughn as well, uh, in there. I wouldn't. Uh, those, I, I, I don't. I, right now, they do not have a starting left fielder, in my opinion, and they have a about a half of a starting right fielder. It seems like you're kind of accepting, or maybe it feels like you're, you're saying the waters are, that Jose Abreu is not returning. Well, I mean, he's not on the team right now. Okay. I mean, I, I think they should bring Jose Abreu back. That would be my opinion. Um, but we've seen reports that have suggested that they're ready to move on from him. And we've heard Rick Hahn say now multiple times that the White Sox are going to move toward playing people in at their more natural positions to see if that would benefit them more. Um, and that's a lot of words basically to say, yeah, Andrew Vaughn at first base, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I would read into it. Um, again, I, I, I think they should bring Jose Abreu back. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to have Aloy Jimenez as your everyday left fielder next year if it means you still have Jose Abreu in the middle of your lineup. But if that's not the way they're going to go – they need. They have two outfield spots that they need to fill. Um, I think the the biggest impact here with Pollock making this move reportedly is that you went from having to create kind of an outfield mix. You know what? Maybe maybe you were going to be platooning in a way in both of your corner spots. Um, to now you need guys. You need, you need players. I mean, they went from a, a log jam in the corner outfield to having one guy, basically, if that's if if they're definitely going to go with Andrew Vaughn at first base. So um, that seems to be the direction they're moving in. And we talk, we've we talked so much about trying to find opportunities to make change on this roster. Boom, they've got some. No Josh Harrison, no A.J. Pollock. You've got two everyday jobs, if not three, if you include right field, open on this team right now. Are you pointing at Fred's comment? I was more pointing at J.J.'s comment, asking okay. you what are your thoughts on A.J. Pollock and his departure from the White Sox. I, I mean, I'm just excited because it's, $8 million that the White Sox get to spend on someone who's not a right-handed hitter and somebody who, again, when he came over was experiencing the most power he ever had in his career coming off the highest uh, home run total with the Dodgers, but he didn't bring that this year. I think it's an interesting player in the free agent market, but just for the White Sox, it's not what the White Sox need. The White Sox need somebody who plays better defense who is going to be at least, like you mentioned with Oscar Colas, more reliable when it comes to the power department. Do you look at it more, or you think the White Sox look at it more as okay, it's $8 million more million, or do they look at it, it's $13 million to free up since he's not back on the roster for next year? They've already paid the five. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it depends on whether that they're looking at it very specifically or if they're just like, you know, it's all coming out of, you know, Jerry's bank account. It's all the same thing, right? Okay. So, Did Harrison have a buyout? Yeah, but it was very, it was small. Okay. Yeah. So I want to say it was under $2 million. Okay. So yeah. they, they, they spent about like $7 million in... In, in buyouts so and here's far, the but thing. I think that's I mean, just like, I think that just comes out of the off. I don't think that, but I'm just like, towards. like if Jerry has a budget and a payroll, does he count that? Hey, I paid those guys off and uh, those are part of the budget. Or do you say, Hey, the budget's free now of that 13 million. You were going to pay AJ and the 5 million. You were going to pay Josh Harrison. Now there is 18 million available for you to spend on some other people. I, I would look at it. Like I, I would look at, I think more important is, is thinking about this too. That's money that you're paying for someone not to play for you. Right. They've already done that with they, they did that with Dallas Keuchel mm -hmm. last year, Oof. and now they've done it with Harrison and and through not their choice they did it with Pollock. Uh, if they have to end up doing that with somebody else, they've already given a big contract to 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 you know if Grandall. I mean, <sighs> it's something I, mean, I don't know would, who else would that's, right. It would it's something be, right? that you would Oof. think of if if that offensive production would continue at the rate that it did last year, and his health impacts uh, the uh, way he's able to catch. Granted, those are big I, ifs that we're not going to find out until next year. But 
paying somebody to not play for you and paying them multiple millions of dollars, I don't think is palatable to anybody, whether that's Jerry Reinsdorf or any other of the 29 owners in baseball. That seems like a bitter pill to swallow, in my opinion. Well, and the one thing, too, I mean, at least for the Pollock thing, it wasn't really their choice. I mean, Pollock opted right. out. It on was the own, Dodgers so, contract. Yeah. They were taking that on regardless of what happened. So, uh, and, and the one thing, too, um, with uh, – oh, now I lost the thought. Oh, well. Um, Talking about Pollock, AJ. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Okay, mercy. Um, <laughs> okay, it'll come back to me at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it really would affect the the, the true budget. I, I would hope it doesn't really, you know, fold into it. I think I think it just that five million gets eaten up, and then th- that eight million is free to spend. So Gavin Sheets is on the roster, but he's not starting. I mean, you said they don't have a, a starting left fielder right now. Do you think they have a starting right fielder? No, I think they've got part part of a starting right fielder. Like I've mean, got part of a platoon right okay. now. I mean, I'm not trying to. To drag Gavin Sheets, I thought he showed some very yeah. good things last year, but he doesn't seem, at least from what we've seen, he doesn't seem like if you went into 2023 with saying you're playing 150 games in right field, that, that doesn't seem super realistic to me. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, I think that's why I bring up Colas is just because if I think that there is a chance that he is just better than Gavin Sheets. So then if you are going to go with a platoon, you got to choose which lefty bat um, would would be that option because I don't know if Gavin Sheet really Gavin Sheets really earned his his role there um, on the 2023 roster and I, I think that Colas could impress so um, but if they really don't have that guy let's look at some of the free agent options because uh, I think the White Sox are going to have to at least sign a body uh, from this I, I know Dan from the 219 mentioned AJ po- or uh, not AJ Pollock but uh, Andrew McCutcheon that would be very White Sox of them to go get McCutcheon I think at this point in his career but yeah. I, I brought up Brandon. Nimmo we've written off Aaron Judge at this point just because it'll be over 300 million dollars um is there another name out there in the free agent market that that jumps out to you for the White Sox that to play either that left field or right field spot not in particular I think uh, a guy that they might look at is a guy that played for the Padres has a lefty bat I mean uh Jerickson Profar would be a guy that I think who's played left field for the Padres the last couple of years I think he's a natural infielder but played a decent left field can bring some power, some pop to the to the table, and can go and get it in left field. So, Etsk, White Sox-esque, he's not on the downslope of his career. He's kind of in the plateau. He might fall off the table when he comes to the White Sox. 30. Yeah, and so that's a guy that the White Sox might pick. But I'll be more interested in, you know, last year at this time, we were looking at Michael Conforto, and he was going to get the big money. He was going to break the bank, but then he had an injury at a, supposedly at a wedding. And his shoulder uh, crapped out, and he was out for the year. I check into that again. Maybe his prices come down, and maybe also that player is the same. Maybe the player can continues to be productive, and it's a lefty bet that we definitely need. There's a guy that's been connected to the White Sox for years and years at this point, and that's Jock Peterson. He'll be a free agent as well. Uh, that's interesting oh, to JLC. think of. Uh, how about uh, I saw this one named mentioned in the comments, and it was one that I had on my list too: power, defense, left-handed hitting. Joey Gallo yeah. is a free agent. Uh, that's is it Callow? I think ba- uh, yeah, it's Joey Callow. I think baseball fan mentioned something about him hitting 100 because you guys were bringing that up. Like he hit 106 you- last year. Is it 106? Yep. Um, yeah, I think he mentioned something about uh, Gallo hitting 100. Uh, he could stomach. Uh, yeah, oh, 106 is rough. I mean, that's just that's Adam Dunn money. That's like the new Adam Dunn. 106. But if he hits, you said yesterday we we're like. He hit like 56 hits and like 17 of them were home runs. Like if he does that, and we've talked about the right field and uh, guaranteed rate as a lefty bat, you can probably put him in sixth, seventh, or eighth, and the guy would just hit the ball over the fence occasionally. Yes, the 100 uh, average would be sucky, but I think the bright lights of (laughs) New York kind of made him wilt. Maybe you can get the guy that was in Texas, and as you said, the defense still plays. The guy and, in Texas is last year in Texas. He hit 181. See, it's Baby. not very How good. How many home runs, though? AJ says. I mean, it was it was the 2020. Bring year. on yeah. Joey Gallo. I don't care if the motherfucker hits 100. <laughs> <laughs> Give me 25 to 30 timely left-handed bombs after the power outage well, last year. And that's what I think, too, is that obviously they're going to try and get left-handed hitting. They need more left-handed yeah. hitting. That's, that's obvious. But what is still a big need of this team is power hitting. If if it's out there for you from the right-hand side as well, you shouldn't turn up your nose at it if you're the White Sox. And there's some guys, you know, obviously that come with their own uh, with their own issues. But, you know, Mitch Hanniger, 
Yeah. He's a free agent. He's uh, Adam Duvall. He's a free agent. Those guys both hit righty. But um, And then also there's those other needs in the outfield too. you got to think about this. Defense in the outfield. You know, you want improved defense. The whole point, if they don't bring Abreu back, the whole point they're doing that is to get Andrew Vaughn out of the outfield, to get Aloy Jimenez out of the outfield. You need defensive improvement. We already mentioned Gallo in that department. A couple other free agents. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., He's a left-handed hitter, plays really good defense, doesn't hit for a lot of power, but those are two good things. Uh, and then if you're going a little further down, how about Robbie Grossman? Uh, plays plays decent defense. He's a switch hitter as well. Um, and then uh, and knows the division, has the Tigers out of yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. And then you guys already brought up McCutcheon, but McCutcheon's not bad on the defensive side either. So Well, and what I'll bring up too is a guy that Herb's like before, but it would be interesting because, again, it might force Aloy to play left field, but Michael Brantley is going to be a free agent this year. I mean, if you, you know want to talk about just consistent hitting, that's, I mean, he might not play great left field, but... I think he's a better hitter than Duvall. I think he's a better hitter than uh, who was the other right-hander? Hanniger. Hanniger. Oh, I mean, but that's the thing with him and Hanniger. It's just like those guys have so much potential, but it's just the injuries. I mean, like yeah. that's the two guys that I think AJ Pollock could say I'm more healthier than those two guys right. at least. Like that's why I think he can get eight million. It's just because he just showed that he could play at least 120 games, and his defense isn't horrible because he made those three great catches. And in the second half of uh, the the league, only Albert Pujols had more home runs uh, against left-handers. So, like, I don't know. I think A.J. Pollock could find 8 mil. Sean wants to bring A.J. Pollock back. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the reason why I like Brantley is because he's kind of A.J. Pollock from the left-handed side. But much better. Um, the only problem with Brantley, he gets hurt. He's off to hurt. And he was missed a good portion of this year uh, for the Houston Nationals. Still gets a ring at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I've been chasing him forever. He's my white whale. I've been wanting him since the Cleveland Indians years when he was a free agent a couple years ago with the Astros. And there was the reports about him signing with the Blue Jays that would join his boy Springer. That was false. And he went back to the Astros. I love Michael Brantley because the one thing that Michael Brantley can do is hit all the time. Michael Brantley doing something well offensively is not a surprise. And if we can get him, I think, was 35, 36 now? A little long in the tooth, but I'm sure Michael Brantley will be hitting well into his 50s. So... I don't know. You probably would have to have like a contingency plan for Michael Brantley because he's going to get hurt next year. But he's an everyday guy. That's the thing. Yeah, but he's going to get hurt. And your contingency plan is like like having bring, somebody find the good version of Adam Engel again. You know, right? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Like, and I don't know if that version ever exists. Uh, he did. And when uh, when Frank Minichino fixed the swing, so there, there's remember a, he fixed the swing <laughs> and he came up and started hitting home runs. I think that was Adam Ingle's own work. Uh, but yeah, you, br- you bring up Brantley's injury history, but I don't know if it's as bad as you, we, we think. I mean, like 2016, he played 11 games. 2017, he was an all-star and then uh, got hurt uh, in the second half. But 2018, 143 games. 2019, 148 games. Pandemic year, he played 46 of 60, um, mm-hmm. which is an awful. Uh, 2021, 121. And then this year, 64, and, and he tore his labrum. So it's not like a freak injury. Like, you know, tore his labrum, he got surgery. Like, I think that's something you could bounce back from. I don't know if he's like a huge – there's a red flag. There's but we'll a couple be red replacing oft-injured Eloy Jimenez from left field to oft-injured Michael Brantley yeah, in left field. Worry. It's a worry. Hey, it's a – you know me. If Michael Brantley's on the two, 2023 White Sox, I'm the happiest person in the world because I love Michael Brantley. But also, I can't be a hypocrite and say, I want Aloy off this team because of his injury history and then accept Michael Brantley on the team because he has similar injury history. So Mitch Hanniger's out for you too. Yeah. I mean, you could bring any of these guys in and it'll be good. But like we said, we need uh, depth. And that's the one thing that the White Sox didn't have. That's why they kept on having... Luis Robert, swing the bat, even though you know his shoulder is messed up because they have nothing down in the minor leagues. You know, and many brought it up. It's like, who do you want up here? Adam Hazley to bat for Luis Robert? No, that's what's going to happen. I mean, no Michael Brantley's going to get hurt, ne- hurt next year. And who are you going to want up here? Um, Dan Payton, whatever his name is. Mark Payton. Mark Dan Payton. Mark. Walter Erdl. Payton. Yeah. <laughs> Walter. Um, him. Well, the the Ooh, thing with Ian, Ian Happ's not going anywhere, guys. No, um, I would love him rusted too. Would you rather coffee too? Would you rather have Brandon Nimmo, or would you rather have like five of these names, like <laughs> kind of scattered, and then and then give like depth that way? That is White Sox to just spread the money that you could pay one good guy to five mediocre to bad guys. No. So why not Brandon Nimmo? Give me you just you just got eight million more for, from AJ Pollock. Does that make it more? I mean, like you know. It, Eight of his $23 million for 2023. It's not my covered. money, but I think spending <laughs> upwards of 23 to $25 million for Brandon Nemo 
is an overspin, but maybe the White Sox need to go in those waters to get a player like that. Of the, I, I think the qu- the better question is, of the guys that we all just were ta- have been talking about here, would you be happy with two of them as the everyday corner outfield? Hell yeah. Who, oh. who would you put? Um, give me Brandon Nimmo. That's going to cost a lot of money. And then I, uh, I would, but I feel I like think the question is, I he would like, be off the board if you're going to go get two everyday, oh, if you're getting three two, everyday yeah. guys, including second I, base. I think you can get Brandon. If you're Nimmo. getting Nimmo, you're just getting he's Nimmo. Not, I think. I know he's not judge. He's 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 got enough money, but then you can get a ten he's, million he's dollar the White Sox version of million, judge, a ten million dollar guy a year, and spend thirty million dollars on your corner outfielders. That's fifteen each. That's 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 a discount. I would say like. Andrew McCutcheon's target, Brandon Nimmo's J. Crew, and then Aaron Judge's, like, you know, Balenciaga. I'm never affording, as a White Sox fan, Balenciaga. But, you know, a, a nice I have J. no Crew idea brief. what that even is. It's, it's a, a terrible it's a, it's shoe a, company. A, a, that a huge makes brand, you know. Terrible shoes that people I, spend $600 uh, on for. Maybe Prada, uh, a, a Gucci. Does Gucci ring a bell? The movie with Lady Gaga? Yes, the house <laughs> of Gucci. If I win this Powerball next, I will never buy Balenciaga or any of these expensive shoes. It's just a waste of time. You got numbers? Huh? You someone already won last it. Night. Did they? Yeah, Those someone sons won of bitches. Someone in California won it. This, they found out this morning. Oh, that's the yeah. worst. How do you win already? How? It was oh, last night. It was draw. last night's drawing. Uh, that was kind of uh, delayed morning. too. Yeah, it was delayed. If I ever win, or if I have a bunch of money ever, I will never buy expensive stuff like that. Damn, that's just dumb. Balenciaga's dumb. You know who bought Balenciagas? Denzel Valentine. <laughs> that man's and dumb. I made fun of him when he did, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, grown men shouldn't be taking selfies." He said that to me, and I was like, I hate Denzel Valentine. And you saw his career. Yeah. He you, sucked. You you always say, like, you shouldn't wear jerseys with uh, the name of people on, on their backs, right? With other people's names on your back. I might have to change that. That Justin Fields, man. So I was going to ask, like, is Walter Payton and, like, Michael Jordan and, like, some of the legends, like, Frank Thomas, like, do they get a pass? Yeah, because they're established. They're already off the team. They're going to be on the White Sox forever as legends or Bears forever. My thing is, like, you get a jersey like you got a Mitch Trubisky jersey. Now he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Right. Now you got to alter that thing and put Claypool on it like our guy Kevin Kadick did. I just get my name on the jersey because I'm never going to get traded from the White Sox, even though I've been <laughs> requesting a trade for a long time. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Manley works, right, Herb? Yeah, Patrick Manley, like he's he had. He's played the most games most in games, Bears yeah. history. Yeah, that works. That's what I would get. Justin Fields, yes, he might eventually leave the Bears, but right now, hey, hey. that man is a champion. They'd be Z. stupid to let him leave. Goddamn, Justin um, Fields is and great. I'm excited to go to the tailgate we have on Sunday. It's going to be a blast in 38-degree weather. Justin Fields and that Chicago team are taking on the Detroit team, and I'm excited to have some Green Ridge Farm at our fantastic tailgate. If you're looking for some uh, tickets for the tailgate, check out allchgo.com. But our friends at Green Ridge Farm supplied some meat sticks for the last tailgate and i'm assuming they will be back this sunday they're a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option they're the makers of all-natural deli meat that i visit when i go to my local jewels uh, sausages and their famous meat sticks those are perfect for tailgating happy hour and school lunches if my mom put a meat stick in my school lunch when i was in grammar school my head would have exploded um that would have been easily like three to four cosmic brownies and a trade i'm about to say trade would have been great oh that's 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 top tier list uh, on trades if you're talking about school lunches. Star, Star Crunch would be great, too. You ever had Star Crunch? Oh, just delicious. It doesn't sound like... It's chocolate, caramel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, little crispy things on the top. Yeah, no, I, I'd go for that. They're oh. kind of like... They look like Crunch Bars a little bit, but just oh, like a cookie. Just delicious. Yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll take that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Star Crunches and meat sticks oatmeal are cream, like... The, oatmeal cream pies. The, the top of the trade tree. Uh, these all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoke for eight hours, and meat sticks comes in... Uh, the meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. You also got to check out their fantastic mustards. Herb loves the champagne money... Uh, champagne honey uh, mustard. Both? Both champagne money and honey, <laughs> champagne money, uh, champagne honey mustard, and I love the uh, the uh, chipotle mustard. You can find them in the refrigerator section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your local Chicago grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Remember, go to GreenRidgeFarm.com and use code CHGO at checkout. GreenRidge Farm, simply natural meat. Before you get to that next one, our guy Steven Nicholas, our producer usually, our guy Joey's doing today. Herb is right, of course. I had a Kevin White jersey. Dumb purchase, Steven. That was really dumb. <laughs> um, he barely played. Um, and then... Killing it for the Saints. Do you... Is he? 
Oh, he had a guys, catch last night. It was Andy guys, Dalton throwing to Kevin White. I was talking I was like, about oatmeal cream pies. Do you like those double oatmeal cream pies or the double stuffed Oreos? Because I think that the ratio is messed up on both of those things. So I like the regular filling. Too much, too much stuffing. For too you. much filling, right? I think the. I don't think so. But you know that there's like mega stuff. You would not. Yeah, be a it's fan of. That's got to be way too much. For I think mega stuff's too much for Oreos. I think double stuff is the perfect. I think I agree. Double, double stuff, stuff the, works for me. Is, I think that's the right Oreo. I think that's the way Oreo should agree. have been made. I would agree. Um, and, but I think the oatmeal cream pie, it's too it's too big. It gets yeah. too big. I'm uh I, I have a this is one of my unpopular opinions. Just not a little Debbie guy in general. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Just out on all of them. Uh, they seem to me to be a very low quality product. Yeah. So it's, a, it's actually a fun fact here. <laughs> double stuffed Oreos, it's actually should be called one point eight six stuffed Oreos. Oh. So, you know, not Thank fully you, double. So So they're not doubled. Let's be careful with, you know, the semantics. It's true. We can um, all agree ha- that hashtag dessert math. We can all <laughs> agree that thins are the worst, right? The thin yeah. Oreos. Yeah, have you had the cakesters, Herb? I've only oh. seen like oh, TikToks of cakesters they, and people come, always are like back. having sexual experiences while eating cakesters. And they're so pretty good. I haven't had From what one I yet. remember. They're pretty good. There's a reason they're coming back. All right. They were kind of gross. All right. Well, they you know, to each their that. own. You know, Vinny likes the crunch bar. Herb likes the three musketeers. That's the beauty of it. We all got our opinions. Bar. No one likes the three musketeers <laughs> except for Vinny. No, you do, Herb. Herb likes them. It's better than Milky He likes them more than Milky Way. Which is wrong. I agree with Vinny. Yeah. So wait, like, are you a ho ho guy? You a ding dong guy? No, I don't just, like just any. Of that. Just hates like, You'd say no to a. You, you would not join Luis Robert and Yohan Moncada in the Twinkie train. Absolutely not. Okay. No chance. No, just all those little things. They come in the plastic. They're not. They're not. They're not a good product. They're not a high quality product. Yeah, I don't blame you. You're not wrong. I like uh, a like a like a home, like a homemade chocolate chip cookie. That's what I'm looking and for. And shout out to yeah. Braggs who, uh, who who brought a ton apparently yeah. uh, today. So uh, yeah. some nice peanut butter cookies. Uh, Marcus saying a happy belated birthday, Herb. Uh, hope you. next season CHGO White Sox has a tailgate uh, party. We did on uh, June 22nd. It was uh, the Blue Jays. Oh game. my God! And I got, got the worst the ass kicked. I got the worst sunburn of my life. <laughs> really? Sitting in the upper deck with you guys. Oh, that's brutal. No sunscreen. I got the worst sunscreen or sunburn I've ever had in my life. Then he will tailgate yep. with us, and then he will go watch from the press box because yep. it's it's, it's no more shaded. sun, no more sunburn for me. Flash the past, but yeah, we'll do that again next year. Loney Fonses Fonseca, I don't yeah, know Fonseca. High horse Duber over there, too good for little Debbie. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have standards. And congratulations. Didn't he get well, married this weekend? Right? Did he really? Peter, I believe. Yeah. Damn. Mazel congratulations, Cup. sir. Shout Mazel out to Miss Baloney and Mister Baloney. Duke Eaton's got a sleeve of uh, double stuff, one point six eight eight six stuff, riding shotgun. Very nice. And and riding shotgun watching us. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and commenting on the CHGO yeah, really. White Sox. Drive safely, please. Mercy. Uh, Must we, be, you know what? It's What time is it? Uh, it's 4.30. He's on the Eisenhower. He's not moving. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the ComEd Energy Efficient Program is pr- committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get starting saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's B-I-Z, comed.com slash powering biz. And ready to sign up for facility assessment, call one 2700 during normal business hours to speak with ComEd Energy Efficiency Program uh, with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative or email businessee at comed.com or request an online uh, assessment at our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Um, what's normal business hours? Nine to five? Yeah. Well, in New York, maybe eight to four here in the lovely city of Chicago. If you we don't foresee it's, like it's like. 11 a.m. to I yeah I don't wake up until 10:30. I mean when they announced when they announced the manager I was asleep. It was like what 10 when they announced it. Oh yeah, all the actual that. adults were up and I woke up at 10:30. It was like oh the White Sox have a new manager. Isn't that crazy? Um, they don't move. It's eight to four. Yeah, don't yeah eight to four. Because that's where the east your bank opens at nine. Oh, 
That's where the East Coast starts, so they kind of adjusted yeah. to that. The idea mm-hmm. is that they work like Dolly Parton, nine to five in New York, and so we are tied to them, and so it's, we're eight to four. So is California then? No, they get their own to, thing. They get their own they thing. Their yeah. own Ridiculous. Thing. Yeah. All right, why are we tied to New York? These damn jerks. More people in the East Coast than anywhere else. And fix it. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, a little bit of Rick Hahn here. We'll, we'll talk probably tie this into more AJ Pollock discussion because I feel like that's not really over. Uh, but Rick Hahn did have basically like one comment, and, and Vinny talked about it on his latest uh, uh, article on allchgo.com uh, about the roster and what the roster will look like for 2023. So, Joey, let's hear his answer to I Scott Merskin. This question. is still a very championship caliber core. Uh, obviously, we had significant regression across the board in, in several key players. I think job one is figuring out which of those are correctable and how are we going to get them back on track and performing at the levels that we previously saw and that I think was reasonable to project them for last season before they fell off. Uh, if we're able to accomplish that with numerous players, wholesale changes or a radical shift in direction is, is by no means necessary. Uh, are there areas where we need to improve? Absolutely. We've hit on that already today, you know, whether it's from a, a regaining our offensive approach, staying healthier, those are two keys to our success going right. forward. But improving ourselves defensively, how we run the bases, a little better lineup balance and approach to each at bat is, is, is called for as well. Whether that comes from internal improvement or external additions, Ultimately, we're hoping that's a combination of both. But I, I don't. We don't view this as you know drastic wholesale changes on the horizon. We need to get these guys uh, back to the level they're capable of playing. So no drastic wholesale changes, and he expects the championship core to still be a championship's core. So you would assume that's Yuan Moncada, Yasmani Grandal, Aloy Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson. Am I, yes. am I leaving anyone else? I mean, unless you want to go into the pitching realm where you've got sure. uh, Dylan Cease and, and Lance Lynn and Michael Kopech there. Liam Hendricks probably counts as one of those core guys as well, I would imagine. The one thing that I think sticks out to me, it just... I know he mentioned trade before, and he did say it's not a problem or this roster is an issue. You know, it's, it's not that you could just throw money at and, and make the problems go away. But it does just feel like it's probably going to be free agents that come in. I'm not really getting a, song, a strong sense of a trade, and I really don't see, like, certain pieces of this team that stick out as trade assets. I don't know about how you guys are feeling after hearing these comments and just how the offseason's gone so far. First of all, let me correct it. And Peter said he's been married for 11 years. He's one of the other Chicago sports bums, which they do a podcast. Good podcast, so check it out. Um, one of those other guys got married. But I think, you know, I've already said that the person I want to bring back some players if he's on the trade market, and that'd be Aloy Jimenez. But there's not a lot of people. If we're talking about Yasmani Grandal, they would have to eat a lot of that money and then have to go and get a catcher coming back. So, yeah, there's not a lot of trade uh, possibilities for the White Sox as we currently sit here. They're right now in Las Vegas at the GM meetings, probably working out some deals, listening to what other GMs have to say, and maybe Rick is getting a good idea of what his team's value is and what it is around the league, and maybe he changes his mind and opens his eyes with, okay, you want this player? Maybe maybe we can get that player from your team, and it'll prove both of our teams type of thing. But I think, yeah, since the availability of money they have with A.J. Pollock, which I don't know if they were expecting, the Josh Harrison money, I think free agency should be a priority for the White Sox. We saw the report, I think it was from Bob Nightingale or uh, John Heyman, saying that the White Sox seek out to spend some money this year in this offseason uh, market. Let's uh, see if they want to go and spend some money because there are people out there who are available, who make decent money, but are available for the White Sox to sign and bring to this core that is already established because I don't see any of those core pieces, as we are already talked about, leaving this team, especially not Tim Anderson. Well, I mean, we've been talking about this pretty much since, what, July or, or August at this point, considering the way the season went, but... Uh... I don't think really we should be surprised or I, I doubt either you guys were surprised to hear that from Rick. I mean, I think that this was something that we very much got the feeling. And again, I don't think they're necessarily wrong to believe this, that all these young guys that they've already invested in, that they brought up through the rebuild to be the team, the core that was going to compete for championships. It's not like they're all surefire never going to be anything like they very well could still become those players that people thought they were going to be. 
Hell, we just saw Aloy Jimenez, who you just brought up, be one of the best hitters in baseball over the second half of the season. Tim Anderson started the All-Star game at shortstop last year. Luis Robert still has all those six, seven, eight tools, however many you want to assign him, depending on uh, what backfield you're watching him play on, uh, uh, if you're Frank Thomas or, or Tony La Russa. But, um, you know, it... It is a situation where they're also kind of stuck because they have invested in those guys already. Um, I don't think we saw a lot of change happening. Yoan Moncada, who's gonna? Why would you trade Yoan Moncada after he had the worst season right. of his career? What are you gonna get back from him? You can't trade Yasmani Grandal. You're not gonna get anything back for him. Luis Robert was just hurt all year. Tim Anderson, you know, I mean, like the list goes on and on. If you get rid of Aloy Jimenez, Herb, then who in God's name is gonna hit any home runs on this team? So <laughs> Jesse Winker. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Uh. But the point being that I don't think there was drastic change to even happen. And and there he would have need he would he being Rakan would have needed to blow things up and really just be like, all right, twenty twenty three, we need to retool or whatever word you want to use to get to get this thing back right. I think what they've done is they've gone out and found a new manager that they believe in. They're going to bring in a coaching staff of mostly people from outside the organization to get different minds and different approaches in here. And as they are going to go sign a free agent, they're going to make a trade. They're going to add new players to this team. They have to. We just talked about how they need three everyday guys. Um, But the most meaningful change to can the White Sox win the World Series in 2023 is not going to be, oh boy, what second baseman are they going to go get? It's going to be, can Aloy Jimenez do that for a full season? It's going to be, can Tim Anderson do that for a full season? Can Luis Robert be Luis Robert? Can Yoan Moncada be Yoan Moncada? Those are the questions that need to be answered in order for this team to realize its championship aspirations next year. It's not one or the other. Both things are going to happen. But the biggest things are not going to be going on on Twitter with who's what are the latest hot stove rumors. The biggest, the biggest, uh, most impactful work this offseason is going to be going on in Yoan Moncada's batting cage down in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's going to be going on in Pedro Grafol's office where he's figuring out all these analytics to give to these guys. It's going to be going on in weight rooms for Aloy and for Luis Robert to make sure that they can be healthy this year. So, um, uh, it, it, it to me, it's not a one or the other, but there probably were people, especially at the end of last year when the losses were still piling up, looking at this roster and going, no, 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 get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. That's not happening. And it's going to be happening in Luis Roberts' uh, butterfly sanctuary, too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, they, they like, always talk about the mental. The mental is really important. Like, you got to get yourself mm-hmm. right in the, that sanctuary. Blake Name asks, uh, what's uh, Yasmani Grandal's buyout? There is none. It's $18 million. Yeah, well, yeah. No, you just got to pay them in. <laughs> and Fred says, hey, just DFA him. Like, they've already done that with uh, Dallas Keuchel. I don't, That's yeah. a lot to ask them to do $36 so, million dollars well, and in a have, year well, and they, just to eat. Yeah. I think them doing that to Dallas Keuchel shows you that they'd be willing to do it under the same circumstances with with Yasmani or anyone else. But the point being, they waited on Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel had one of the worst years of his career in 2021, and they put him in the rotation for 2022 and waited for him to make, what was it, Mm -hmm. 9-11 starts for for, him to show that that was it, and that he they needed to move on from him. They're going to very much do uh, the same thing with Yasmani Grandal, if not let that play out, considering I think Yasmani Grandal seems like he is, is held in very high regard in that clubhouse and by yeah. the team. If he's the guy, you're sending to the Blackhawks game with the new manager. Right, eight, eight <laughs> games for for, uh, for Dallas Keuchel in a White Sox uniform. I, I've not been afraid to put on a, a tinfoil hat before, and I'll do it again. Uh-oh. I'd be really surprised to see Yasmani Grandal just get bought, bought oh, out at any oh, point at all. Yeah, I don't um, think yeah. I, That's I, not tinfoil hat. Well, that makes sense. But, uh, but even, too, like the injury that he had was like pretty just not freak, but like just seems pretty intense. Like, I mean, like the way that he was describing it, and especially for a catcher being on your knees and using your knees and back as much as you are. Um, I would just assume, especially with them offering him life changing money, the most they've ever offered a single player. I don't know the if most they, they've ever paid, paid a single, player. paid a single player. Um, <laughs> I, I could see him like being a like if he really starts to struggle like all right we're gonna make up uh, an I you guys I mean Lawrence always brings up the f- phantom IL stint yeah like I could see them getting out that way it's the only thing though they do they have a suitable replacement for him Sebi's not Perez is not as yet 
I don't think a suitable replacement is in the organization right now. Mm-hmm. Then they would have to spend more money on a, on a backup for him. I mean, there's other people available. I think Martin Maldonado is available for Ugh. the White Sox. I mean, he can catch. He can't hit. But what would you get from Yasmani Grandal last year? What do you <laughs> like? Uh, I don't know. I don't want him. Uh, Mike Zanino, Wilson Contreras, Omar, the uh, Narv Dogs. The Narv Dogs the, back on the free agent market. <laughs> Gary Sanchez, Tucker Barnhart. I'd take any Kurt Casale. I'd take Kurt Casale. Uh, Christian Vasquez. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Those about are good Martin options. Maldonado. Yeah, are good options. I think especially, for a backup catcher. Especially Those with are good especially with Sebi. Like Sebi wasn't horrible. Like I don't know. Catchers suck. I mean, a lot of catchers. Like, there's JT Realmuto. Oh, you didn't name the and one Adley guy, Rushman. The one like, guy those that's are the two 100% catchers. available. I'm sure Zach Collins is available. You can go back and yes, get him. Zach Collins <laughs> is definitely available. Reese McGuire is probably available as well. Uh, and Toronto's looking to trade a catcher, too. They got Alejandro Kirk. They got Danny Jansen. And thank you, Mailman Jack, for that. Uh, they Alejandro got Danny Kirk. Jansen. And, deal. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I made the deal already. And well, happy birthday to my man, Alejandro Kirk, 24 now. Oh, hey, blessings. <laughs> On uh, uh, November 6th. Uh, Gabriel Moriano, I think, is the uh, the other catcher they have that is a top prospect. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they make another deal with Toronto for, for a catcher. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, we got final stuff is uh, Dylan Cease being a finalist. We'll save the least Robert report card until tomorrow. Uh, but before we get into the finalist for the AL Cy Young, got to tell you about game time. If you are going to come out to the tailgate we are having on Sunday, you'll need to buy tickets to that Lions game as well. It's only a 15-minute walk from Soldier Field, and game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you think about, you know, or you want to, Watch uh, the Bears game from the 50-yard line uh, for probably one of the last times. The Lions game is probably one of the cheaper ones to go and do that. So this might be a great time to pull on one of the biggest last-minute price drops that can be found on game time on seats that you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks, Bulls, or Bears tickets. So wherever you may go this season, check out the game time app. And again, they also have deals on concerts. I know I wanted to go to the pavement concert back in September and I saw some great deals on the game time app. It's created by the fans for the fans and it guarantees the lowest price. Ticket prices are absolutely insane nowadays. So make sure you are using the game time app to get the biggest last minute price drops and help your wallet out. If you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets to the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And next up is Shady Rays. Um, it's dark now and it's getting dark around five o'clock, but I was driving in the sun and it was brutal today and I uh, broke my sunglasses. Gonna be dead serious. The, wow. the, the, the this cheap, is true. You broke your sunglasses the, the today. The cheap, the cheap ones that I've been I've been driving around with uh, that lasted me two weeks um, that I got in Vegas because I forgot mine in <laughs> Vegas. Um, and they broke on me already. Uh, and and how did you break sunglasses just driving? We like because they're them? really cheap. They're really poorly made. I, 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 what did you do? Hulk smash apparently. <laughs> just I didn't know my strength and I just was trying. <laughs> You know how you, you open them? You know how you close them to kind of like make oh, them wow. a little, you know, you put them down You need to be a little gentler with oh, those Apparently. Uh, but hey, Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses. You do actually have to spend more than like $4, though, um, this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. They have one of the best deals, their deepest deals this fall. They're offering you buy one, get one free, so you can get these high-quality sunglasses that Shady Rays customers have give, given over 200000 five-star reviews too um you can get them buy one get one free two or more pairs at shadyrays.com uh two pairs for as low as 54 dollars. redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find the newest and best shades but we've seen all of their fantastic uh styles they have many different uh for men and women sean you uh, get the pink one Vinny did. I got. The oh, pink me, one. it was me and Vinny. We're rocking the pink one. Oh, you guys yeah, are rocking man. the pink one when they, when right, they come. Uh, so Vinny, Vinny's shouting off of the pink one. I think I got some sweet white ones. Uh, Herb, I think you went with the classic black ones. The right? one with the Venturas. Yeah. So I mean, yes. the Robin Venturas. Correct. Yeah. Mercy. Uh, Twenty three in the, the the Twitter handle. Uh, so you got some fantastic, fantastic shades to to pick from. Uh, if you do break them on day one as well, they'll replace them, no questions asked. So if you just Hulk smash them, hey, they're not going to ask you any questions. Uh, like Vinny, ask me. I mean, it's just, it was just you know. A, a, <laughs> I'm just more cares. shocked. That's all. Hey. Like I'm I'm not like trying to litigate anything. I'm just stunned. I was thinking about AJ Pollock opting in, and I just you know I just I that's just what we say on the Bulls show. We say they're made. It's the Matt Peck. Guarantee, you know, like he throws stuff all the time watching the game, loses control. Like, you know, the White Sox disappointing season. Get a pair of sunglasses. You don't have to worry about snapping over your knee. Like, yeah, Joe Kelly walks the yard. You don't have to worry about stomping him out. No, get a free pair. 
Yeah, so uh, C- code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRace.com. Again, buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. And finally, uh, we mentioned Dallas Keiko, so of course the FOCO ad is in this episode. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like with... Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles. FOCO, F-O-C-O, looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life. FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Again, it's going to be 38 degrees at our tailgate, so check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO for 10% off. Uh, Dylan Cease was named a finalist for the AL Cy Young. We're not shocked. We made the Cy Young or the size C shirts, uh, and you can check those out at the CHGO Locker uh, if you want to pick up a shirt. But we do have the three finalists, Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros, Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox, and Alec Manoa of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Vinny, I think we just got to give you more praise because you called the Verlander stuff at the start of the year. Immediately. I'll tell you what, uh, like like uh, like Greg Allman and Dickie Betts, of course I'm a rambling man. But unlike <laughs> Bob Seeger, I'm not a rambling gambling man. If I were, I would have a nice payday for, predicting that Justin Verlander won the Cy Young. There you go, on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, it's 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 good numbers. Dylan Cease had a fantastic year with that streak of giving up one earned run or less. I think it was the 14 games in a row. He was like in the realm of people like Sandy Koufax. When you get named in those same uh, circles, you're having a great year. But Justin Verlander, for multiple reasons, will win this Cy Young. Firstly, coming back from uh, uh, Tommy John surgery. Secondly, 39 years old. Thirdly, he had a great year. He had the best year of any American League pitcher. And I'm sure that the story, even if their uh, stats were similar, he would have won it because he's Justin Verlander. And the story is way too good of, man, what a storybook thing. The man's 38 coming back from this injury and still being the best pitcher in the American League. That is a great story. Congratulations to him. He, I mean, he hasn't won it yet, but it's a fait accompli. Do we think it's unanimous that he wins this? Yes. Interesting question. I, I mean, that's, that's that's rare, right? I mean, we yeah. don't see that too often, but uh, it could be. It Who, certainly could be because, because I mean, what we when they faced each other, yes. when, when, when Cease and, and Verlander faced each other over on the south side, that was looked at as like the battle for the Cy Young, and, and Verlander won. Do we know which local person has the vote for the Cy Young this year? Uh, I do, but I will wait for the announcement too. Okay, all right. Come on, I don't want to put people joking around. Yeah, right. It's not Vinny. I'm just saying, like, it's not me. I can tell you that, that would be that would be the only way that Justin Verlander doesn't get it. You know, sees that uh, a local guy's like, man, Cease had a great year. I talked to him; he was awesome. Yeah, Verlander did this, that, and the other. But he's already got two. He's got a World Series. Who's he don't need the, it. Let's let's send a first place vote to Dylan Cease. Who's the biggest White Sox beat writer Homer that's going to be voting Dylan Cease? Oh, wow. one. Don't don't answer that question. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. They're all professionals. But I'm saying like they could throw a vote to him, and we saw a, a vote for a player of like, Yoan Moncada a couple years ago that people got mad at that he got a vote for. A, <laughs> he MVP. got a tenth place. Yeah, MVP yeah vote. like oh my Fairly god, Yoan Moncada. No <laughs> yeah. way. Ridiculous. James Fegan just cursed him. I think that's that's all we're, we we can say. Wow, the yeah, Fegan, right? usually it's the Fegan bump, but this oh, okay. time it's the Fegan curse. It's huh? the Fegan wow. curse. I think um, we have uh, seven players who have won the uh, Cy Young, the AL Cy Young, unanimously. Denny McLean in '68, Ron Guidry in '78, Clemens in '86 and '98, Pedro in '99 and 2000. That one's not shocking. Johan Satana. three consecutive. Yeah. 98, 99, 2000, three consecutive unanimous Cy Youngs. That's it's, wild. It's very rare, except yeah. for the years except from 1998. three times it happened in a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Johan Santana did it in 2004. He was busy in 2005, but he did it in 2006. Uh, and then Justin Verlander did it in 2011. So Verlander, I guess, would join Clemens, Pedro, Johan, and himself. Or I mean, he would be the fourth person to do it twice. And then Shane Bieber also did it in 2020. Justin Verlander again. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, Makes listen, sense he too, was awesome. since he won MVP. But listen, Cease was awesome this year. I mean, for a guy that was snubbed from the All-Star team to likely finish second in the AL Cy Young vote and to be a guy who, as I mentioned all year, every time anybody talks about him, be it Ethan Katz or, or even Tony La Russa or, or his teammates, it's all like, yeah, he's great and he's going to be better. And it's like, he's going to be better than the second place in the Cy <laughs> Young. Um, but that's what they think about this guy. And uh, he... I thought that his 2021 season counted as a breakout season. Boy, uh, we were we were 
not expecting this, I don't think. I mean, some people certainly were, but uh, for him to do this this year was really, really impressive. Uh, and, you know, uh, Herb, we always talk about our belief that, that Lucas Giolito is one of those ace-type pitchers. Dylan Cease shot into that realm real quick, yeah. and uh, he, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. There is no doubt about it. And he wrote a poem that was terrible. That's the confidence that he has, that he can write bad poems and doesn't give a fuck. That's the confidence that a great pitcher needs to have. Where he Beauty just... in the eye of the beholder, Herb. This is art we're talking about. <laughs> I thought, I thought this isn't good. spin rate. This is art. You should find your bride. I thought it was good. Ugh, it was terrible. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I mean, tried. Let's see not, your poetry. Yeah, you right? poems? He's, not a, he's not a poet, poet, poet laureate. Yeah. So, so here's that. There you go. There's the next one. Guys, we found it. So Herb has oh, already Jesus said Christ. he's faster than uh, Yasmani Grandal. Now he says Dylan Cease is a terrible poet. Herb, your next uh, White Sox roster challenge is that you have to beat Dylan Cease at poetry. I'm going to tweak a hamstring there, too. <laughs> yeah, you might. You you're might. Book you guys at like a very, very thin coffee shop, and you're going to be doing slam poetry on a stool. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds fun. It's like beatniks. Um, Kerouac. You, you mentioned the, you mentioned the uh, the breakout season in 2021. Uh, I think it is funny if you want to flash the the uh, graphic again, Joey. Um, just looking at Cease's numbers, uh, you look at the BWAR. BWAR 6.4 shot up from 2021, where it was at 2.9. His F WAR was 4.4 in 2021 and in 2022, which I just four, find four hilarious. don't like the walks, do they? No, four <laughs> doesn't like the walks, and uh, four what is it good for? Uh, what, what also, does Gore think about it. Uh huh. What does Guar think about it? Guar, <laughs> the Gwar, band. Yeah, Guar <laughs> would Guar would annihilate Dylan Cease off the planet with the animal mask. Yes, with yeah. the, with the animal mask yeah. and their 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 riffs uh, of justice or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I think Cease is probably going to finish second. Uh, do we have the votes here? Uh, we we voted all for the same exact uh, ballot. We have Verlander first, Cease second, Manoa third. The only possible way I could fight for Cease is that he had more strikeouts and he had more innings pitched. Than Verlander, but it was about eleven more innings pitched and not that many strikeouts. And parsing the Alec Manoa inclusion into the finalists, he deserves it. But I think Framber Valdez probably deserved it a little bit more with his uh, record of quality starts, uh, MLB record of quality starts this year, and he's on that team. Maybe they don't want to split the votes in Houston, you know. And so they went with Alec Manoa, who deserves to be in the top three. But I would have went with uh, Framber Valdez. But the, the votes are based off of how they finished, right? So like, we, what they, do you mean? Like they how the the, the, the voters already have oh, yes, voted, sorry. right? And they the already vote, know that your votes Verlander, are due. The your votes are due before the playoffs begin. Okay, right. So yeah. ver, so like if they like we know that this is the top three, and like this these was are voted, the top. Th they, this so, is them announcing the top three, just not in order. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they they voted to to avoid the split. I think that just probably happen too yeah. and I think the one thing too like Manoa I wasn't really thinking of him as a top three finish but like he had a very similar ERA to uh Cease as we popped up on the screen it was 224 compared to 220 but I mean he had the most inning pitched out of out of all three of them so I mean that is something that is extremely valuable pitch, yeah yeah I mean 196 and two-thirds so that's yeah. about what like 12 more than Cease and then about 23 more than than Verlander about what? four games right there 196 innings from Alec Manoa mm -hmm. no, he's no James Shields no he's not <laughs> uh <laughs> Probably get Jose Rodriguez for Alec Manoa, right? Who's who's the Fernando Tatis Jr. of the uh, the Sox currently? How do we make that? Uh, I was, was going to say Elijah. I was wondering but where you were go going there. But oh, Elijah, yeah, Elijah Elijah's Tatis. gone now. Ugh. Oh, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Uh, we went around the AJ Pollock uh, deal, and uh, make sure you vote too. Uh, you still got time. I went to a bar. Oh, how Chicago! And I I once <laughs> voted in a bar too. Which I when I lived over uh, uh, by the the ballpark that shall not be named, lest White Sox fans attack me, um, <laughs> I voted in a bar and I thought that was the most appropriate thing imaginable. Is it a Chicago landmark? What Wrigley Field? Wrigley Field? No, Wrigley Field? Rig yeah, the bar might be. Yeah. Oh, it's a federal landmark. I mean, it's not. I mean, if you're gonna get butt hurt over the mention of a name, I don't think. I'm. I'm I just don't want to be yelled at for living uh, on the north side. Get so at. Uh, you're getting yelled at by. Great, thank oh, you. Oh, people talk about me living on the north side. Oh, you went to White Sox on the north, north side. I, I've lived on the south side. I just happen to live in Uptown now. Shut up. But anyway, I've also <laughs> voted in a bar, Sean. Not you. It was fun, and and yeah. it's. And I, I just moved to the north side, and I didn't. I wasn't voting in a bar on the south side. I was voting in a bar in, in the north side. Yeah. So there you go. Combine Chicago's. Uh Multiple of Chicago's great traditions. I was yes. really trying to Photoshop Dylan Cease into like a beret holding like a poetry book. Mm. Uh, Just yeah. real quick here on the fly. Yeah, it was, wow. you know, 
show's ending. Maybe we got to it earlier. We'd have it. Oh, man. Just maybe, maybe for tomorrow. Is poetry French? Big, big class. No, but it's like this similar look like to Like smoking it. a cigarette. Right. Like, what's he going to like? Allez-toi. Yeah, correct. Oh, slide or slide. I'm thinking, what Man, am I going to put for him? Am I going to put like a typewriter? Drinking no, a mead. like I looked up poet hat, and it was pretty like beret. Poet hat. Poet hat. PNG. Poet hat. PNG. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a giveaway next year at Sox game. He's already got it's the mustache. Poet. Like he's got the mustache. With you know, Tillinsey's poet. Hat I think giveaway. I think there needs to be some sort of giveaway next year related to the poem. Maybe like sure. you get it on a on a placard or something like that. Yeah, people lose that. Oh sure. I think you should do but shirts. But some people would keep it, and then like six years from now, they'd be like, yeah, remember that Dylan C's poem giveaway? I got it. <laughs> like a neon sign? Well, that's uh, pretty expensive. I don't, think they, I don't think they're giving that away. Uh, a mug with it? Like a, a, a beer stein with a oh, slider slide go. on it? Perfect. This All is right. it. A disc golf. And Ooh. with it on the... Frisbee. Or just one that of the like plastic but you know, would, party favor Frisbees. That yeah. would end up on the outfield. Oh, it, yeah. It, <laughs> that they would, would all end... It would, but, but, imagine... Walk off home run, how cool that would be. That's Everybody true. throwing That's it out there on the field. But disc and that field don't don't go well together. Last time we had a, a disc, a lot of disc in that building, it was a demolition, so different kind of disc but you know. sure anyways that's Vinny Duber you can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at Vinny Duber he's our CHGO White Sox beat writer that's Herb Lawrence you can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23 it's not vinyl disc but it's more plastic disc I'm Sean Anderson you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson thank you to Joey for producing the show and uh, thank you to Anzia or, or whoever Shah is for saying you guys are hard to listen to Appreciate thanks for you. listening though shout out talk to you guys tomorrow <laughs>